I'm so happy to be back, and uh, thank you, Tom Bob, for doing a wonderful service last week. Wasn't he magnificent? Uh, So a pastor was talking to a five-year-old boy, and he says, what do you know about the resurrection? And the child says, everything I know about the resurrection I learned on TV. And the pastor says, what do you mean by that? He says, well, I learned that if I have a resurrection for more than four hours, I have to go to the hospital. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Oh, so on the first day of creation, there was light. On the second day of creation, the heavens were made. On the third day of creation, dry land, the sea, the vegetation. On the fourth day of creation, the sun and the moon and the stars were placed into the galaxies. And on the fifth day of creation, all living creatures were placed upon the land. And the sixth day of creation, the animals were created. But what you do not know is during all of that time, something was happening behind the scenes. Two angels, Madge and Melvin, were assigned to create the prototype of the bodies for the humans that would be coming to this planet. They were so excited. What a wonderful job. Of all the spiritual beings, of all that ever was, Madge and Melvin were chosen. And they took their assignment very, very seriously. They thought about everything. They created a skeletal system to hold the body strong and a circulation system to keep it moist and and happy and organs that would work in harmony and ease and, and skin to protect the body and hands to create and feet to walk and a brain to think. They had everything. They even encoded within the system a self-correcting mechanism that should the body ever get sick or or need to be fixed, it naturally took care of itself. They put inside the body um, uh, an abort button that everyone, in the perfect time that the spirits were ready to let go of the body, that button would be pushed and the person would leave the body. They thought of everything. And the day came for Madge and Melvin to go and show this prototype to God. And they, were, they had flip charts and PowerPoint and everything they needed. They were so excited. And God watched it all. And God said, great job. One question. How will they remember me as they go into this dark and dense reality? They'll forget. They're going to forget who they are. So how will they remember that they are one with me. Imagine Melvin froze. They looked at each other. They had completely forgot to put into the system one of the most important parts, a way for them to access God. Well, God, you know how she is. She was completely fine with it. She said, look, go back, just do a little tweaking on it, come back and show me in 48 hours. So imagine Melvin went to work. Almost, imme- almost immediately, they knew what to do sexuality, sensuality, sacred sensations that were guaranteed to help humans remember God. They planted erogenous zones all over the body that would feel absolutely amazing. And they realized with their hands full, they thought, we'll put the central, most powerful place right here so they can touch it all the time. (laughs) 
Whenever they're learning about God, they can just do this. They could do it all day long. Oh my God, it's perfect. And then they thought, you know, if, they, if it's so fun, if two of them came together, it would multiply in amazing ways. They even put the way of creation itself there because it just was so wonderful and so joyful. So they brought this all back to God and, and, and they showed God and, and, you know, God, she said, yes, yes, yes. It was perfect. It was perfect. So time began and people naturally enjoyed themselves and each other and multiplied and more and more beings and creatures came to the planet. But as it was said, people began to forget. People began to forget. And then this weird thing happened. This power struggle thing happened. Suddenly, someone discovered that they could hold power over another. More and more people became um, powerful, and in order to be powerful, they had to disempower other people. So it got, re- it got darker and darker. And the powerful people said, or the people who appeared to have the power in this plane, said, we've got to figure out a way to really have control. And of course, the most powerful power center that we have is this beautiful sexual energy, this creativity, this power to create and to feel the glory of God. And, it's, it, just, and, and it takes you out of your mind. So they said, we've got to control that. So the government and the religion at the time, the religion suddenly decided to call it bad. They decided that feeling good was bad. And they started to tell people when to do it, how to do it, who they could do it with, who they couldn't do it with. They made all these rules, and you certainly couldn't do it with yourself because that was horrible. Suddenly, all that was beautiful and free and magnificent Suddenly, all of it was getting layers of shame and embarrassment and separation. And people started hiding. People started covering up the most beautiful, joyous way of accessing God through the physical experience, through just joy bubbles all over our being that are naturally encoded. People started feeling ashamed about it and embarrassed about it. And the more they enjoyed it, the more embarrassing it was. And so hiding and hiding. And then they stopped talking about it. And then suddenly the generations that were coming up were not told anything about it. But because they weren't told anything about it, you know, we're so connected. So we started feeling and sensing that something bad is is happening. And there's something wrong about me that's not okay. And whenever I feel good, I get bad looks. So each generation that came, it became darker and darker and more and more separate. How brilliant of this organizing power of this earth to figure out that the best way to disempower and control the people is to make them feel bad about the way that they know God through their physical being. Pretty brilliant on their part. However, we suffered more and more. So imagine Melvin, they knew that they had to do something. So they decided that they had to come back to the planet. So they came back as Sonny and Cher. (laughs) Who else would they come back as? And they had chastity, who became Chaz. How perfect is that? They changed. Thank God for the sexual revolution in the 60s. Literally, it cracked 
open all of this power. And all those who had power, what did they do? Oh, they went into high gear. We've got to control this. We've got to, oh, those hippies, oh, those crazy people. But those crazy people had to be totally exaggerated just to bust the box open. Just to create some energy and some, okay, they can go. (laughs) I love that they have guns. (laughs) So here we are today. We've come a really long way. We really are. How cool that most of us, if you're here, were born, either you were at the 60s revolution or you were born into the 60s and the 70s sexual revolution or the 80s for some of you. But there's a whole new wave of healing, and light is coming back into this area. It's magnificent, but we still, we still come out of large waves of shame and darkness. So, you know, Bodhi's on the cutting edge. I mean, we, we are so, so past. Like, like churches that still live in the dark ages around this stuff, we are just so far beyond them. I mean, it's a magnificent vibration that you have co-created. But I found my, find myself interested still in, but what is ours to do? If we're on the cutting edge of this idea, what's the next edge? What is possible? And what is the work that you need to do within yourself? Where do pockets of embarrassment and shame and unforgiveness live inside you around your desires? That was, I mean, they, they, our desires were shamed. Our desires are natural as our body matured. As it came into its own knowing of self, it was shamed. Our desires were bad. You know, if there was no societal rules whatsoever around your sexual energy, if there was absolutely nothing that was wrong that you ever heard of and you were absolutely free to be you, what would that be? What would that be? What would that look and feel like for you? You know, today, I mean, you know, it's it's such a um, there's so much cracking open. The the um, you know whether you're lesbian or gay or bisexual, transgender or straight or somewhere in between the in between, it's all beautiful to us here. It's not beautiful to lots of portions of the world, but it's beautiful to us here. So every time you are in that vibration, you're creating such a a healing unto the world. But I don't want it just to be for the world. I want you to have that enormous freedom. There are still children. Perhaps, there's, perhaps you're one of the people that have children. Perhaps this talk will inspire you to go, you know, how am I not celebrating this in my household? How am I, without even realizing it, carrying little pockets of embarrassment or, or shame around my body, around how it works around the joy of it? Um, you know, just, and, and I don't have children, so, you know, it's not mine to, to fully answer, and I don't have an assumption that I'm making, but I do have an invitation to you because you have been blessed with the next generation of people who can actually bring this whole idea healing forward. So, and I do know, and speaking to parents, that it, that it can be scary to begin a conversation that wasn't given to you. You know, you, if you weren't given the conversation, or if the conversation you were given in was in a real fast, tight little box and then put it away and let's not talk about it, cracking that open can feel vulnerable and very, very scary. So I, so I, I absolutely get that, but it's yours to do. It's yours to do. For all of us, you know, there is, because of all of the control, because of all of the shaming, because of the violence that has been combined, 
with this extremely powerful energy. The more forgiveness work, the more acceptance work that you can do within yourself and within your world, oh, what a healing power you are. What a healing power. There are um, groups of beings, communities of people, villages of people where sexual shame doesn't even exist. It doesn't even exist because they didn't get infected by it. And you know, in those societies, in those cultures, there's no rape. There's no abuse happening. Those are small pockets, unfortunately, on this planet within humanity. There are others, as you know, here in our culture and in other cultures where it is extreme. It is extreme, the abuses that are being done to children, the abuses that are being done to women and men, everyone. I mean, everyone is in the pain of the victim and the victimization and the anger and the fear and the judgment and the hatred that has been mixed with this glorious energy of God. To whatever extent that you are or aren't in that, and if you don't have any of that, if you're just absolutely free, then hallelujah, you are the way shower. You, you, you are just keep, keep beaming that vibration forward more and more. And how can you, how can you in your life move a conversation of acceptance forward? How can you, whatever it's about, whether it be about sexual orientation, whether it be around just body acceptance, because that's another way that we, that, um, that we have uh, shamed and punished ourselves just in the way we judge our bodies, just in the way we have sexualized and demonized ourselves, the ways that we have made ourselves unacceptable. All of that, all of that needs healing. All of that is up for, for, for the opportunity to, to have a transformation. You know, there is no way that we can experience the kingdom of heaven here and now within ourselves or within our world without having a powerful, powerful transformation around this beautiful vibration. Again, I feel like I'm preaching to the choir on this one. I really do. I mean, I look out at you guys, you're like, yeah, I got it. I'm good with it. And, and, and that's wonderful. And mostly I am too. I, I truly am. And I too have like pockets of like where... Where does it still hide? Where, where do I still feel those, those feelings? And, and where do I um, not allow myself to feel, to literally feel this thing called God within my body, all over, all over myself? Where can your sexuality, your sensuality awaken more fully for your own joy and, of course, for the sharing of it with others? One, two, three, however many, I don't care. I have no judgment. I have no preference on that whatsoever. My only, I, and isn't that magnificent? I mean, you know, you guys are pretty cool to be sitting in a church that says, you know, have sex with as many people as you want. I don't care. I don't care. But what I do know is, and this is what I've discovered for myself, having come from huge healing in that area of my life, When I do get in in an integrity with myself, what is important, what I do care about for you and for all of us is however the sharing of yourself is, whatever it looks like, that when it is inside of yourself, when you are connected to the soul of your own being, that there's deep fulfillment and sharing that occurs. I think that's an expansion for many. 
that, that, that we share, that we, that, we, that we love. You know, maybe it's not like deep making love. Maybe it's just passion and having fun. But whatever it is that you're fully connected to yourself and you're not leaving feeling less than, feeling broken, feeling used, or as if you've used another. Because that, that also is... is um, dangerous for us. I know it was dangerous for me for, for many years of my life because I could go just a little bit unconscious whenever it was time to have fun with others. And of, of like Tom Bob, of many I've had, many. Um, and, and much of it, when I look back, um, I, don't, I don't judge myself for it. I've kept complete forgiveness and freedom. But I can look back and go, you know, the act itself was fun and beautiful, but what, who I was inside myself was disconnected. So whatever the act was or wasn't, there was something unhealthy um, that was at the motivation of it, that was in the very beginning of the drive, was a need to escape, a need to feel whole within another, a need to um, punish myself. Who knows? You know, but at the, at the core, at the, at the very essence of that, which the motivation behind it, um, because you can always check that because how are you feeling at the other side of it, you know? And where is your yes, your powerful yes, and where is your no, your powerful no? That's another challenge for us is that it can become vague. Can you say, no, I'm not interested? I'm gonna t- I can't believe I'm going to tell this. Um, it's about Patrick, by the way, <laughs> who's not here. <laughs> um, but, you know, well, you know, so it was a couple weeks ago, and I was like, hey, honey, let's have some fun. And he was like, no, I'm not interested. (laughs) And he was very clear about that. And I walked away, and I thought, awesome, awesome. His no was so clear. It was so beautiful. And the reason I thought it was beautiful and awesome is because mine always isn't. Like, I can go to mine. It's like, oh, I feel bad. Oh, my God. Okay, it's been two weeks. I have to. Whatever (laughs) occurs inside of me. Like, I go into this weirdness that I've got to work through just to show up and be present. That's kind of how I'm worried. But like mirrored to me was, was just as very clear. No, no, I'm not interested. And I, wasn't, I was actually just really inspired by the clarity. But I also found myself going, how do I do that? How do I do that without the headache problem or the whatever thing that like, you know, that, that like I have to have an excuse. Like why do I have to have an excuse around sharing of myself? It's a yes or it's a no. Sometimes it's a maybe if you, you know, but you know. The, the clarity, the clarity. These are all, I don't have an answer for any of us here. I just, my goal is to open the conversation, to invite you, to invite you to go within and discover what's working, what areas, where is, where have you said God's not welcome here? Where has the line been drawn where it's like, this is God, but then when I do this, or when this happens, or this desire, where if you, if you expanded your God around all of it, what kind of healing could you have? And what could you enjoy more? And what might you say, you know, this isn't God. This part isn't me. This isn't mine. Where, so, so each of us gets to discover that individually. Each of us, what I know is, if you welcome the vibration of forgiveness, If you'll release, and this is part of it, forgive your parents, forgive society, forgive any abusers, forgive any way that you have been sexualized or or used and misused and misunderstood, either by another or by yourself, Um, or if you've done that to another, 
if you can welcome enormous, enormous waves of forgiveness, you will have a transformation. And you will really discover what is your natural way of being. And then, and then the challenge becomes, are you willing to do it? Are you courageous? Sometimes you need courage because some of you guys like some weird stuff. But, you know, that's yours. That's yours. Do you have courage to explore? Do you have courage to expand? Do you have courage to know that if, if you bring your God, your wholeness, into all of it, that you're actually helping to heal the world as you play, as you share, as you experience all the beautiful God in this glorious, glorious spacesuit? Imagine Melvin worked really hard for you. To help you remember God and your beautiful body, all those sensations. I want you to start connecting them to God. All the ways when you're touched, when there's a beautiful spot on your body, whether it's a full sexual experience or whatever, call it God. Practice. Ooh, that's what God is. This this orgasmic, free-flowing, mind-blowing energy. This is what God is. This is it in my body. Yes? And so it is. All right, let's do some praying. I invite you to take a deep breath. <sighs> Just breathe into your body. Move it a little bit. Roll your shoulders a little bit. <sighs> and so I begin by placing my attention upon, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Not just in spirit, not just in the absolute, but my God that is literally wired through my body temple, this vibration of joy, this vibration of bliss, this vibration of ecstasy that is wired into my body temple. Of course, it's so much more. God is the beautiful spirit and light that is in back of all. But as it comes into form and through form, it remains expressing and experiencing itself. My life, God's life, one life, true for me, true for each one of us, and how joyous it is to meet in this agreement. And what I declare in no force now is that a gigantic wave of forgiveness swoops into this very room, is awakened within each one of us, and I call it forth to heal, to deeply heal our body temples, our minds, our hearts, our emotional body, our thoughts, anything that separates us from the joy of God. And especially in the area of our sexuality, in the experience of it, the sharing of it, the joy of it, the God of it, wherever there is shame, wherever there is separation, I call forth this wonderful vibration of forgiveness. I call forth the Holy Spirit to let love have its way, to let love awaken within us the the celebration and the joyous experience of our desires, whatever they are, whomever attracts you, however the sensuality is ignited within you, whatever it is, whatever you like, whatever you imagine, it is beautiful, it is good, it is, it is, it is of God. And I call forth the presence of God, this energy of love to have its way with us, to make it sacred, Wherever there is fear, a sacred light is welcomed to eliminate it. Wherever there is abuse or misuse, the sacred light, love itself, is welcomed to bring us into our own natural good boundaries. And wherever we feel afraid to speak, 
May this light give us the words that allow us to experience oneness, either in the actual sharing of our body temples or simply in conversation everywhere in our lives, all around us. And I speak a special blessing over the parents that are in this room, knowing that they have a divine appointment to continue and expand the healing. And I know for them that the words, the way, the how, the heart is within every conversation and God leads the way. No shame. Every household is just filled with the joy, the light, the clarity, the health, and the wholeness that gives every parent the exact words, the exact way to be in relationship with these precious children who also are beautifully wired to know God through their body temples. Oh, the grace is here. It is so good. Take a deep breath. Let love have its way. Right here, right now. Take a breath. Breathe. Expand. Trust love. Trust love. And trust that God is in everything. Because we are made to be the perfect. breath love is having the final word because love is the final word it is the real living word oh in this moment i welcome all the healing all the transformation i know that forgiveness continues to have its glorious way with each and every one of us truly a shift and opening has taken place here thank you sweet spirit for making us the vessels for it in gratitude i release this prayer now into the action of the law knowing it is done and together in joy we say And so it is.